Hey, this is James H. Carr II from the Creepy Kingdom Podcast and the director of the Foolish Mortals documentary. And when I'm not making documentaries and creeping around my podcast, I'm listening to the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I am your host, Pat Gennetti. My co-host, Dave Koch, is busy not waiting in line somewhere. No, but seriously, as we record this, he is on a jet plane heading back to the world to do some great work with Give Kids the World. So for that, Dave, I have to give you a lot of respect I wish you well in your journey. I hope you have a lot of fun, and we can't wait to hear your trip report. Greg, on the other hand, our producer, we locked him in a dungeon. Not allowed to tell anybody where it is. We threw away the key. Don't know where that went. But he's working very hard to make us sound good. It takes a lot of work to make this band of misfits sound good. I'll tell you that right now. But I do have three amazing rotating Mickey Dude commentators. First off, Chuck Fitzgerald. Besides, they're tourists. What do they know? Jeff Williams. Flash photography? I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. And all the way across the pond, Stephen Maxwell. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> no, <laughs> D- Dave's on the plane. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's true. <laughs> There's the first shot at Dave. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, official official recording time about a minute in, and Dave already we already took a shot at Dave. That's fantastic. Um, I, I lost the bet. I thought it would have been a forty five seconds, but that's all right. All right, but before we really get started, I do I do have to say one thing. Now everybody knows I'm a Joffrey's freak, and everybody knows that Joffrey's is the official coffee of the Mickey Dudes podcast. But some of you may not know that they just came out with a brand new coffee. It is Le Cellier, and I'm telling you this right now. Go stop what you're – well, no, don't stop what you're doing. Keep listening to the show. Right after you're done listening to the show, go to joffreys.com and get yourself a bag of Le Cellier coffee. It is one of the best coffees I've ever tasted. It brings you right back to Le Cellier. You can see it in every sip. You can see the interior, the dark lighting, the mood. It's got a caramel and a, and a brown sugar like subtlety to it and a smoky finish. I'm, it, it's it's blew my socks off once I tried it. So again, once you're done listening to this episode, head over to joffreys.com and get yourself some Lacellier. Now, since we're off the coffee, I'm gonna do something else. This was 100% Dave's idea, and it's a slap shot. And this slap shot is gonna go to all three of you. Now, let's remember the rules of our slap shot, gentlemen. I will ask you guys a question, and you're not thinking of the answer. It's just quick. You can't – there's no explanation behind it. There's going to be – in this case, I'm going to ask you a question, and there's going to be a blank or a blank. You must choose between the two options. Does everybody understand? Blank. Blank. <laughs> Wait, I, I have a question. Hey, so- Yes, Is one sir. of my options allowed to belittle Dave while he's not here? There's always that option. Very good, then. Just Okay. So here is the question, and it's a doozy. 
You're going to a costume party. Would you dress Dave. as blank? <laughs> if you choose to dress as Dave, that's a problem. <laughs> would, would you dress as blank or blank? Very simple. Steven, I'm going to start with you. Would you dress as the Swedish chef or Rafiki? Swedish chef. Definitely. Jeff, <laughs> Professor Bunsen Honeydew or Belle's father from Beauty and the Beast? Oh, Honeydew all the way. And Chuck, Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty? Hesitation, hesitation. It's the slap shot, Chuck. Let's go. <laughs> Hang on, sorry. Muted my mic. Um, and it's, probably a, it's probably a good thing because there are a lot of blanks involved in what I just said. <clears throat> um, I, what what perfect timing? Yeah, I I don't have a good answer for this. I mean, it's it's slapshot. Got to answer, Dave. Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, Chuck? I guess Cinderella. Make it pink. Well done. Well done, gentlemen. So the slap shot kind of fits into tonight's topic. Tonight's topic, because we are only about a week away from the start of Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to discuss Mickey's Not-So-Scary and... I'm going down, and I'm actually going to be there for October 2nd in one of the parties then. But I've never been. Um, this is something that I really am looking forward to. Uh, I'm going with my wife and my six-year-old. We're only it's just going to be the three of us tonight. And we are um, really looking forward to it. But we don't necessarily know everything about it from a first-hand perspective, because obviously we've never been there. So the three Mickey Dudes commentators, you guys have all been there. So I... Instead of, you know, I know, Stephen, you said before, you know, you're surrounded by idiots. But tonight, you guys are actually going to be my geniuses. And you're going to help me navigate my way through Mickey's Not-So-Scary. Sound good? Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. All right, so first and foremost, a lot of people are, you know, well, what is Mickey's Not-So-Scary? For anybody that's truly new, it's a hard-ticket event that's basically a Halloween party. And, as they say... It's not so scary. So it actually is something that is fun for the entire family. Now, going right from the Walt Disney World website, it says, Trick or treat fun. Explore Magic Kingdom Park to collect candies, sweets, and all kinds of frightfully delightful treats. Black Cat and Cauldron Buffs will love the bounty of boo-friendly spirits they'll discover at the happiest haunted happening on Earth. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, each year, Magic Kingdom, Park hosts Grim Grinning Ghost, Eerie Entertainment, and Disney characters that go bump in the night. So you'll want to start polishing your pumpkins now. And since the tone of the event is not-so-scary, that means children of all ages can enjoy the fun. So, that's basically the rundown of it, but I know there's different parts to it. Now, the dates run from September 2nd, through October 31st, so all the way through Halloween. And I know the pretty much on Sundays, Tuesdays, and I think Fridays, check, you can just go to Disney, the Disney website, and you can easily see what dates, if you're down there, you can see um, if there's a party that night. And I know our friend Doug from WDW Main Street, their podcast, 
if you listen to our podcast, The Great Debate of the Park Hopper, he brought this up a lot. There are a lot of dates. There are a lot of parties this year. But I still think it's worth going to, and that's why I'm going. And I want to talk to the experts at hand to really see what it's about. So when you go to this, the website, you'll see it says $72. But that's not necessarily the truth. It, just like everything else Disney seems to be doing, it's going into tiered pricing. Now, Jeff, you said you were going earlier before we started recording. You said you're going in September, correct? Yes. All right. So do you remember how much you paid for your ticket? Yeah. Well, I got a, I did a DVC discount. Uh, so I believe it was in the 60-ish, in 60 range. Um, but uh, DVC discount nights are limited. I think it's also, it lines exactly with annual pass discount. So uh, those those nights are limited, So um, and they sell out generally pretty fast. But uh, in that ballpark. Yeah. And I know when I, because October 2nd, the Sunday that I'm going, mine, I do believe, was 80, and it was marked down with my DVC discount, I want to say, to 75 or 70-something, you know, something like that. It was a discount. It wasn't anything, you know, spectacular yeah. or spooktacular, I should say. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it was at least was a discount, so, you know, anything that they'll take money off of i'm happy with but the family you know our family of three it still costs us almost it, i think it was almost on the nose 250 dollars, you know which is nothing to sneeze at and as you get closer to halloween the tiered pricing it gets higher and higher and higher and i think the halloween tickets if you're going right around on the 31st or right in that area it's a hundred dollars or 105 dollars per ticket now again a family of three or four that's three or four hundred dollars extra that's on top of everything now one of the good things about the hard ticket event is that you don't necessarily need a park ticket for that day because i know we're not getting a park ticket for that day but we're going to use our hard ticket um to get into the party we could get in around four o'clock so i figured if we get in at like four o'clock it's still a, a good amount of time do you guys use your tickets that way or have you used them in the past that way where or have you just decided that you're going to be at the park all day and just stay there, or how did you guys work that out? Well, I th- this trip is going to be super unique for us. Okay, so we haven't we used we've been many times in the past when the kids were younger. Uh, we've been on a nine year hiatus, so we're well overdue. Uh, this go around, we actually are saving our annual pass renew until Christmas, so we are doing the whole just just buying the hard ticket advance. So we're going to be there right at four when they can let us in and take full advantage of the the price we paid to get be there from four till midnight which i get you know i think it's a brilliant idea to be honest with you it's not like you're scamming disney but you know when you're paying over a hundred dollars just to get in the magic kingdom for a single day if you can get in for 60 or 70 dollars you know and still get 10 hours i think it's well worth it providing you're not going on halloween when it's actually a hundred and ten dollars yeah but <laughs> well, valid point you're 100 percent right um when we went we Actually didn't end up going into the park until probably 6 or 7 o'clock, and we did dinner at Chef Mickey's. Um, It turned out to be a smart move because the biblical rainstorm that normally happens at 3 (laughs) o'clock for 10 minutes lasted from 4 o'clock until, I don't know, 7.30. Oh, my. That's the X factor, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, that is really the X factor. I mean, you are in Florida. You are are outside. Um, We did go to guest services that day just to make sure that they used our party ticket and not one of our park days because we didn't use a park day at all and there were a lot of people in there complaining about the weather and i give those guest service cast members all the credit in the world for not saying all right i'll call god and tell him to turn off the water (laughs) (laughs) 
Tanakh Lefosa. Yeah. No, yeah, that's the one thing. I, I will I will be uh, saying a few extra prayers, you know, lots of positive vibe for that second because one of the things, that's our, when we go, the Magic Kingdom day, that's our only Magic Kingdom day that we're only going for four days. So that was the plan. So I'm really, really hoping for good weather because um, when we went in April, you know, we didn't get to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train because of one of the biblical rainstorms that you spoke of, Chuck. And my son was so disappointed, and so he's really looking forward to getting on it this time. So we got to hope the weather cooperates. I know when I was there, because we got a 14-day ticket when we go across, we were only there for the 14 days. It didn't make any difference if we were at the parks or not, but we actually waited uh, to bring about 6, 7 o'clock before actually heading into the parks, uh, which was quite good because by that point, all the folk had been in that the park earlier on that day had actually vacated and it was only the folk there with the, the park tickets for the party that was actually there so it was a lot quieter that's one thing i'm really curious about you know when you said quieter Stephen. you know it, you know different podcasts that i've listened to different things that i've read and things like that it seems like this party kind of is getting they're getting more and more popular and since they're getting more and more popular disney is selling more and more tickets so from your guys experiences has you know have you seen or did you see a lighter crowd was it you know uh, a little bit easier to get onto rides or things of that nature when you were there yeah definitely mm -hmm. uh, i think that as you say i mean it's a few years ago that i've been uh, but it was on halloween that we actually went uh, so it was bang on halloween night but yeah it was, it was a lot quieter i think as you say the more popular it's getting it's like a, a double hit Disney are getting. They're getting folk in for the park day during the day. And obviously they're selling maybe just as many tickets at night as well. So I think they're sort of tweaking it both ways and just getting double their money for the same day. <laughs> but it has been a lot quieter. Jeff, what do you think? You know, when you, well, you know, it's tough to say you weren't, you know, you haven't been there in a while, but like, you, you know, would you think the same thing? Yeah, I've had, uh, I've got numerous friends that go every year. Um, is the the common trend is it's ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. Um, it's packed. Uh, I guess it's undisclosed how many tickets they actually give out uh, any any given night. But um, I think one this is kind of that uh, surge pricing uh, phenomenon that Disney is gonna is playing around with because the prices have gone up uh, pretty big uh, this year. So I'm hoping that'll like taper some of the crowds off, but. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've been in October, we've been in September. Septembers are always better, but you the trade-off is you are melting uh, <laughs> through the party. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just kind of a, one of those trade-offs. And, and like Chuck said, if it rains, I mean, that actually could, you could benefit from that in, in a weird way. Um, rain seems to just scare everybody away. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. Rain can be a good thing. Um, and I'm not quoting just country songs right now. <laughs> uh, the the only issue I went in September and it was hot. Yeah. It was very very warm. We actually did dress up for this party, but we dressed up as Mouseketeers because it's t-shirts and Mickey ears, which we ha we had to take uh, the the weather into consideration, not just the rain but the temperature. Yeah. Um when it comes to crowds though, the rain did scare a lot of people away unfortunately it can lead to issues with performances uh we did not oh. get to see the headless horseman that night because it wasn't safe for the horse to 
even walk down the street. There was questions if the parade was going to happen at all. Um, the only thing that we knew for sure, and it wasn't even a for sure, was the fireworks. And most of that is because once they load them into the tubes for the show, it's actually more dangerous to leave them in than to not shoot them off <laughs> uh, for some reason because you have yeah. literally explosives sitting in a mortar. <laughs> um, right. But the, the crowds are, you know, it, it's hit or miss with everything else. Hopefully with this tiered pricing this year and the increase in pricing, it's going to have a better effect. If you look at park attendance this summer, it seems like it's been down a little bit from every report that I've seen. So that may hopefully uh, continue into these parties. Yeah, and you know that's one of the things I was just really going to get into. And you know, with everything that's going on right now with the attendance and the specials that they're they're sending out, meaning they being Disney, you know, it's unprecedented the, the specials that went all the way through the summer, and they're continuing into the fall and into the winter right now, where you know you're getting 20% off a room, 25% depending on you know if it's deluxe or moderate or whatever. And for Disney to be doing that, their numbers have got to be down because if there's no incentive, there's no reason for them to do it otherwise. And what I think is that, you know, it might be time where Disney finally has hit the ceiling or might have had the bubble burst a little bit where people have kind of gotten sick and tired of this pricing and gouging and getting every little penny or, you know, getting it where, you know, you pay for the park uh, ticket for the day and then you pay for a hard ticket at night. And, you know, I'm really, I have to ask you again, and I'm going to kind of go with Dave with the park hoppers, I, you know, selfishly, I, I honestly and truly hope that that is the case. So when I do get there October 2nd, the weather is glorious and there's really nobody there. And, I, you know, I'll be a happy camper, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, all right. So there, there's a few sections to Mickey's Not So Scary. All right. Uh, there's the Boo to You Parade, the Hocus Pocus Dylan Spectacular trick-or-treating and costumes and things like that so steven we, I, i'm gonna go to you first especially with the heat was trick-or-treating or costumes you know is 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 that an issue you know is it something that you have to really take into consideration or does it really matter and people just you know they bear it and they just go with whatever and you know you might see somebody wearing a beast costume full of fur and they just might pass out while they're walking i think it's half and half i mean even when you go there's there's a lot of people that don't dress up and they'll just really go for the, the characters and for the candy. Or even just go at night just to go on the rides, because obviously the, the crowds are going to be down. And often, when I went, I dressed up as a Dracula, uh, which was sort of like suited and booted sort of idea. You know, the big cape and, and a, a big mask on. So you're actually wandering around with a mask on and you are actually dripping. <laughs> yeah. As we said <laughs> earlier on. You know, it, it is very, very warm. But I think, as you say, a lot of them will just wear their, their costumes and it's the one time or one of the few times that you can actually get into Disney with a character's costume on True. because I know they detract from that before in case anybody does think that they are employees but no I think the character building and character wearing is just great you know it just adds to the party and it's very interactive in relation to the other characters and the people that are giving out the candy as well because they're always commenting on other folks questions now i have a very important question do you have to dress up to get the candy no no you don't nice. have to no you just yes. walk up your bucket <laughs> uh, and it depends on, it really depends on what cast member you actually go to sometimes you get two or three bits of candy thrown in your bucket other times it's handfuls of the stuff uh you do get a map when you go into the magic kingdom 
uh, at the start and it does tell you where all the, the candy places are. Some of them are more obscure than others so sometimes it's actually better going to them because they've got more to give out but you see their bags sort of beginning to deplete and get emptied. Next minute they come over by another huge sack of candy so they never ever run out and the stuff that they give you is really really good especially compared to being over here because we don't get the candy you get over there you know we, we've got good chocolate <laughs> yeah that's true yeah that that was going to be my question like what kind of candy we get in here are we getting like they're like you know when you whenever you when you guys were kids or when we were all kids you always knew which houses to go to for halloween and you know <laughs> oh they give you know they give out toothbrushes or they give out you know gift certificates to mcdonald's or something silly they don't give out the good candy but oh that house over there they give out the full candy bars that's the kind of candy i want so well pat it's not full candy bars but it is the good stuff and yeah. there is a lot of it we were able to bring ours back when we went and it lasted through uh actually i think through february i think we stopped <laughs> eating it in about wow. december <laughs> oh okay True story. We we went with some friends, and uh, it was just uh, we had our two little daughters and the two adult friends, and um, basically uh, all the all of us going through getting the candy. When we were done, they gave us their candy, and we actually went overweight on our return baggage. So that candy actually cost <laughs> us about twenty five bucks. So That's just great. little word of caution, you know, leave some empty space in your bags. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm afraid, you know, the, you know, our six-year-old Ada, I think he might eat candy for, you know, that Sunday into Monday. He might he might not fall asleep until Wednesday, the amount of candy he's going to eat. So I'm a little nervous, but that's all right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Just imagine well, a sugar rush there. Yeah, exactly. He'll just go into a candy coma. It'll be fine. <laughs> all right, Aiden, here we go. Got to go now on the plane. Oh, he's out like a light. Sweet. Perfect timing. Right. Um, all right. Um, so, you know, that, good. That, that was kind of helpful because my wife and I are really we're, we're, we're toying with the idea of costumes, um, you know, just to see if we but we are again, we're we're weary of the weather. So and the temperatures and things of that nature. So we have to figure it out. But, you know, we're going to have to figure it out quickly because we're going to have to order something online, yeah. get it delivered and all that stuff. So we shall see. Um, Chuck, over to you. Uh, the Boo to You Parade. Now, you were talking about something uh, about it before mm -hmm. with the weather and the Headless Horseman. And I know the Headless Horseman is like the thing to see in this parade. So what's the Boo to You parade all about? Uh, well, it's one of the best parades that Disney puts on. Um, it's the nighttime parade for the Halloween party. And there's a lot of different theme sections. There's you know, Haunted Mansion themes. There are Grave Diggers, which are actually really cool. There are all sorts of random stuff. There's a hoedown scene, which doesn't fit into place at all, but, you know, it's it, it's enjoyable to watch. Um, That's Dave's favorite part, I heard. That is Dave's favorite <laughs> yeah. part from what I've heard. Yeah, he loves watching yeah, it. Yeah, Dave, Dave, Dave loves the hoedown part. I, I don't understand. Well, I do. Dave's a little bit strange, but Dave loves the hoedown. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a, there's some recycled floats in there, if I'm not mistaken. I think the, uh, the Goofy's Candy float is recycled from pretty much every themed parade that they've ever had um and you could tell which ones are recycled but it's still a fun thing to watch and when we went there was a wreck it ralph float parade truck thing and it was pushing out the smell of candy corn it was wow. so sweet oh my god i gee, it was terrible like it was that sweet um it, it almost gave us diabetes just from smelling it um, <laughs> 
The, the biggest draw for the parade, though, is the Headless Horseman. And it's actually at the beginning of the parade. It's about five minutes, maybe, give or take, depending on where you are before the parade itself reaches your location. I'm not going to really talk too much about that because the only time I saw it was in video because they canceled it the night we were there. Uh, but a lot of people love it, and a lot of people were upset that it didn't happen the night that we went because of the weather. Um, the horsemen used to run full bore through the Magic Kingdom until they determined that that was no longer safe for the horse, so now it's just kind of a walk. Um, but anyone who's walked down Main Street knows that it could be problematic to have a horse sprinting down through those train tracks. <laughs> Yeah, it's it used to gallop through when we went, and uh, I, I just was amazed that that Disney actually allowed that to happen. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it took a tumble. Unfortunately, one time uh, everything was—I think everybody was all right, but yeah, it, it was, that was a rough, rough deal. Yeah, they no longer allow him to be galloping down any street whatsoever. <laughs> right. I think that maybe helps yeah. quite a lot. That it takes a tumble because when I was there, it took a tumble. I mean, the parade usually goes twice a night anyway. Yes. Oh. Uh, and the first time it came down, uh, the horse took a tumble and it was sort of just plodding its way down the rest of the uh, the Magic Kingdom. But the second one, it, it came back and it was going through hell right the way through. And it's amazing. Cause it's, it's, although you know it's coming, it's just an amazing sight to see this horse yeah. <laughs> with this guy with no head on yeah. galloping down. Uh, towards you and it's so so good yeah it's definitely not something that you see every day there's also a pre-parade with when we went it was uh, gee, I'm forgetting Phineas and Ferb I think they were part of some pre-parade dance party in the street um, you know take it for what it's worth I guess yeah yeah no I, I, I'm, I'm excited for that you know I really do want to see the, you know like, like you said Chuck I have seen it on video but you know I really want to see that horseman come down walking galloping just you know i think that's you know same idea when you go to the christmas party and you see the toy soldiers yes. that i've seen you know uh, on video so many times i'm just like wow like you know i gotta see that so you know hopefully the weather cooperates and things of that nature but we shall see and jeff for you um the hocus pocus villain spectacular now I, I heard that, you know, you may be a Hocus Pocus fan. <laughs> I, you know, I may have seen a picture that I might have to save and <laughs> doctor off maybe a little bit. Actually, it's a hysterical picture. We should actually post that to Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah I think I think that one's going to have to go out with this show. <laughs> but, Jeff, what can you tell me about the Hocus Pocus villain spectacular? Well, you know, years ago, Disney put out a movie. It's a little, uh, a little uh, you know, got a fan following called Hocus Pocus. Um, and last year, obviously, uh, one of the things that uh, Knoxville Scary Halloween Party has done over the years is kind of stagnated a little bit. So they're trying to inject it with some new, fresh stuff. Um, so they created this new stage show. And I'm just going to read straight out of the description. The mischievous Sanderson sisters, that's the three witches, from Disney's Hocus Pocus, return to the mortal world during the Halloween season with only a few hours to run amuck, amuck, amuck. I added that part. The three sisters <laughs> use their magic to throw the best, most evil Halloween party this side of the graveyard. I'm so pumped about this. Um, there's four shows per night, so there's plenty of time to, to see this. So there's no reason to, to freak out and try to, you know, um, have to sit too, too much in, ahead of the schedule for the sitting around and watching it. But um, I'm definitely going to try to see one. 
I may actually just see the last one. Apparently, they show one right at close at midnight. So I think that's like, to me, that would be ideal because it's closing at midnight. You just kind of plant yourself and watch the last show and then kind of get, leave, you know, when the show's in. But, uh, yeah, we're pretty pumped. They just, just Disney Parks just released a bunch of uh, uh, merchandise that's got Hocus Pocus all over it. So um, they definitely know that's a big, uh, a big draw for them. Yeah, I, I fought and I fought and I fought to never see this movie. My wife loves this movie, and I think it was last year. All of a sudden, I she's like, "Come on, come on, come on, we got to watch it." And all the kids were like, "Come on, Dad, we got to watch." You know, <laughs> they love it, and I just refused. I was one of those stubborn things, yeah. And I'm just like, "No, no." And then finally, I sat down. And the funny thing is, it's actually not that bad of a movie. It was it was entertaining. It was a little quirky. It was a little silly, um, but uh, it, it was definitely something that. I think I would watch again. Like maybe we'll, you know, probably do that a yearly thing where we watch it. But I'll probably we'll try to get it in before we head down, so you know the six-year-old kind of gets more into the mood of the Hocus Pocus uh, villain spell tag. There you go. All right, and then the last thing, um, fireworks. This is uh, a different fireworks show than obviously Wishes or Star Wars or Illuminations or anything like that. It's set to its own soundtrack, correct? Yes. Yes, and it is the best, most catchy soundtrack that you will ever, ever hear. <laughs> I, I kind of actually fell into this soundtrack uh, last year. Um, I was playing about. You know, I always play Disney music in my classroom um, for my eighth graders. You know, they want to listen to music, and you know, I can't listen to hard rock, heavy metal, rap. You know, something that's going to have bad words in it. So I always play Disney music. It makes me happy, keeps me sane, and I kind of fell into this loop. And I just, I was like, what is this? And you're absolutely right, Chuck. It was just so catchy. And so it was, it was a lot of fun. And all the kids were like, this is awesome. This is great. What is this? So I actually found a YouTube video of it. And actually, I played the fireworks, played the song and all that. And they were like, this is awesome. <laughs> so I, I was the hero for the day because instead of doing work, yeah, we we listened to Disney music and watched fireworks. Yeah, go <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, I've read... Um... Well, I don't recall. Like I said, nine years ago was the last time I was it. But they are supposedly a 360. Is that is that right, Chuck? That is 100% correct. Yeah. Um, a good spot to watch it isn't... Well, you know what? There's a lot of good spots because it is 360. I, where were we? We were in the hub, and that was before they finished expanding the hub. So that was a pretty good spot because we got to see the stage show, then we got to see the castle projection show. Which is exactly the same. I don't believe there was any difference for the Halloween party. And then the fireworks. So make sure that you're, you know, your head's on a swivel. Nice. Oh, good. That, it, that's definitely good information because that I didn't know. Sorry, Stephen. What were you going to say? I didn't yeah. mean to cut you off there. but no, that's okay. One of the best places. We actually saw the fireworks because just after the, the parade, we decided, right, okay, we'll hit Splash Mountain. And we near enough walked onto it. And just as we were coming down over, over the top, all the fireworks were going off in the background uh, behind the castle, and it's a fantastic view. Uh, okay, you only get it for a few minutes, or a few, not even a few minutes, a few seconds when you're going down into the briar patch, but seeing the fireworks when you're on the ride is just amazing. It really is. No, that's yeah, that's awesome. I, I've, I've done that exact thing for Wishes before, but I could only imagine because it's, a, it's just... It's different. You, you can't get it, you know, that fireworks show, you don't get all year long. So, yeah, I can only imagine um, of doing it during that time. That's fantastic. That and I may have to do that, Stephen. Thank you for <laughs> reminding me of that. All right, and we're going we're gonna to finish up the show tonight 
with two things. Um, I'm going to go around, you know, in a circle like we normally do. I'll start with you, Jeff. Um, what's your favorite part of Mickey's Not So Scary? And what was one of your favorite memories from going to it in the past? Okay, so one of, one of my favorite parts is, I guess it's one of it's e- either a well-known fact or maybe a little-known fact is uh, character meet and greets is a huge part of it. And not only character meet and greets, but they'll bring out rare characters. I follow Kenny the Pirate. He's got an awesome website. And if, for six ninety nine a year, I think you can uh, sign up for it and get a lot of different, more detailed um, character uh, locations and, and um, touring plans. But it, it's well worth it because he'll show like location and maps. And, and his maps for the Mickey Scary, Not So Scary Halloween Party are, are amazing. But long story short, there's some really cool uh, exclusive characters. And they haven't yet come out and said what the exclusive character is going to be this year but generally the, you can count on a couple of them one of them is the seven dwarves uh that's super rare um it's going to be super very popular and i plan on to line up like at least an hour before maybe even more before the party starts to get with them and then i'm a gigantic jack skellington fan so uh jack and sally uh meet every year um at the party so i, I assume that'll be there as well so that's kind of like one of the big things uh, going around getting the exclusive unique characters. The witch came out, so from Snow White, the uh, the witch uh, started showing up two years ago, so may try to get over there. But uh, one of the coolest memories for us, I mean, I've read a lot of these touring plans, and literally, I don't know if it's just millennial thing or whatever, or people without kids, but they always say, skip the candy, you can always buy the candy. I am not kidding you. I still get giddy going around to these candy stations. I know it's cheap, you know, relatively cheap candy, but it's such a blast. Like Stephen said, you just, like, find these little hidden places that they're giving out candy, and it just it just brings you like you're a kid again. So I don't know. That's that's one of our best memories is just going around and around getting handfuls of this candy. But like I said, make sure you keep room in your bags. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that, you know, and that's and that's the best part, you know. And I, I said this in one of the past episodes. You know, my, my son is so excited because he's like, he's like, Dad, he goes, Wait a minute, are we only going to get one Halloween? I said, No, Aiden, we get to go to Disney and have a Halloween and get the regular Halloween up here. And he thinks that's <laughs> the greatest thing ever. So, yeah. yeah, he's really looking forward to that. So, Chuck, favorite part and a memory, please. My favorite part would have to be going on Haunted Mansion. That's hmm. that ride is fantastic all the time, but during the party they turn it up a little bit. Um, they, I don't remember which of the stretching room characters it is, but there is a character actually in the graveyard on some nights, weather depending. Uh, um, you know, talking with the people waiting in line. It's just a fantastic interactive show element that happens. And then my favorite memory, I'd have or my favorite, yeah, whatever. It, it, it'd have to be. That's a good question. I, I would have to say meeting the characters, just like Jeff said. You know, I, I'm a, I guess, millennial with no kids, but even still, we waited to meet Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and Eeyore and Piglet, and they're all together and they're all wearing, you know, Halloween costumes. I'm sure there's a picture around somewhere. It, it was just a lot of fun. Nice. That's awesome. Awesome. And Stephen, give me your favorite part and your favorite memory, please. Your favorite part is, I think we touched on this earlier on, is the, the Headless Horseman. And if you ever get the chance to, to see that and 
as you say, he doesn't gallop anymore, but when he would gallop down the street, heading straight towards you, he could go right down next to the Liberty Bell, uh, just, he was streaming down the street, and the way you hear is the clip-clop of the, the horse's hoofs on the, the, the floor, and it, you just feel as if he's not going to stop before he turns that corner. Yeah. And just looking up and actually seeing the, the headless horseman with his head in his hand coming round, you're just going, stop, stop, and he just carries on. But it's so, so good to actually see that and actually be scared on Halloween. You know, and I know it's not so scary. It's probably the scariest thing, scariest thing there. Absolutely. Uh, memories. I don't know if they still do that now, but when we did it, you used to get a, a sort of ticket and you used to go into... Uh, this line and you used to get your picture taken with everybody get their picture taken uh, by one of the, the Disney cast members a bit like the photo pass sort of thing but you gave your details and you filled it in and you gave it to the person behind the desk you got your picture taken and as I said you know we were all dressed up and I was dressed up as Dracula and you forget about it uh, you go away you go away and collect your candy and you go and see the characters you go and do a couple of rides see the fireworks after your holiday, six weeks later, all of a sudden, this letter came through. What's that? You open it up, and it's a picture from the Halloween Man. Uh, night, and it's uh, it just brings it all back. You you, cool. you you totally forget about it. It says, and all of a sudden, you're you're transported right the way back to that night. And you're, it's so so good. Yeah, that is. Amazing. Disney has a way of doing that. They, you know, you're you're gone just to, just long enough, and boom, they suck you right back. Come on back. <laughs> We need. We want your money. Come on back. Oh, it's funny that uh, Stephen brought that up because I'm researching it. Because literally, I mean, it's so much has changed in nine years since we've been. And I was seeing on the Kenny the Pirate uh, website that said look up the PhotoPass spots because they have those unique uh, things where, like they'll putting ghosts in your PhotoPass picture and things like that. So I'm I'm excited about doing that. Yeah, uh, that happened to us too. And then there's one other thing that none of us have mentioned. There is actual special event merchandise that's only available at these events. Um, so we, we said Disney's great at reminding you, hey, we like your money. Well, this <laughs> is a, a way that uh, they get it while you're there. There are magic bands. There are pins. There are T-shirts. There's special candies, special ice cream, all sorts of stuff that you can spend your money on while you're at this party, Pat. So uh, bring some extra cash. Yeah, so there was limited yeah. edition, limited edition pins. Yeah posted today that they were limited edition to 999 obviously to go along with the ghosts in the haunted nice. uh, <laughs> mansion but again they, they, they know how to get your money Disney they really yeah. do well get your sorcerers the Magic Kingdom card I'm excited about that that's that's free at least <laughs> we don't hear that very often with, with Disney so yeah everybody make sure that get your free uh, your free card when you're down there Guys, this has been this has been awesome. You know, it's been a, a learning experience for me, and I, I think I think I had the three guys on, uh, the right guys um, to to help me through this info, and, and, and kind of you guys have gotten me so pumped now. Um, I can't wait for you know the forty some odd days to pass until I'm actually there. Um, so I, I appreciate all the information. If you like what you heard tonight, you know, go to Twitter and why don't you guys give us your favorite memory of mickey's not so scary halloween party we would love to hear from you guys and speaking of the interwebs and twitter uh jeff where can everybody find you on social media 
You can find me at Braindead92 or DaveLovesTheHoedown.com. That is true. Dave <laughs> loves the hoedown. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Dave loves the hoedown. Chuck, where could everybody find you? You could find me on Twitter at Chuck in the Chat. Awesome. And Stephen? Yeah, on Twitter, I'm at SJM Disney. And on Facebook, it's Stephen James Maxwell. And you could find me at Daily Walt Disney on the Twitter machine. At Facebook, you could find me at Pat Gennetti. You can find all of us at The Mickey Dudes on Twitter. And please, when you discuss things about this on Twitter, please hashtag it. Dave loves the hoedown. <laughs> and for all of us at the Mickey Dudes, we appreciate you listening and hope you have a spectacular night. Have a good night, everybody. You've just listened to another exciting episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.